Welcome to Social Worker Wine Time. You bring the cheese. We have the wine. We're here to share with you shit they don't tell you in social work school, stories about being helpers. When it comes to medical social work, we have seen and heard it all. During our episodes, we want to share some stories, laugh about them, talk to other helping professionals about their stories, and then laugh about those too. We're going to make light of all the humorous happenings and bizarre encounters in our day-to-day life. We are also working moms and wives, and we'll probably share some of our funny parenting and marriage stories that occur in our lives as well. Our purpose is to use humor to encourage those in the helping professions and working moms and wives. Welcome back to Social Worker Wine Time. I'm Meredith. And I'm Christina. We are on episode four of our second season. We are so excited to have continued our second season and have some new episodes and fun stories for you. Oh yeah, definitely. I can't believe we're on our episode four. Like I feel like this was just a dream and now we're here we are season two, you know, crazier than ever, stories coming out the wazoo. I mean, you know, and not only that, but we're closing out social work month. Yeah. So social work month, we should, maybe we should do a social work month giveaway. I mean, it's over now, but we could still do like a, that would be fun. Like, yeah. You know what we should do? We should do a post and have everyone comment what their departments did for them for social work month and the person who has the worst what <laughs> well i'll tell you i didn't get anything i got zero zip not even an email i i will say i did get an email and i got a virtual hug oh so, yeah so i mean i'll take that so we have, um, they had a, like a, a town hall type meeting, you know, whatnot. And um, it, they had several se- sessions of it. And so I got a town hall um, or I got a, a, a message from a friend of mine and it said, this is your virtual hug for social workers month. Thank you for all you do. And, you know, I was like, oh, that's so oh. sweet. And then the next day, um Milton ended up hearing the same meeting so he comes in like because they can be lengthy and wordy and you know um because they're doing updates for everything and their mother at that time frame right so it's like three four months in and he comes in and we were talking about I was like oh that must be the same same one uh you know Jane was in and uh she sent me a virtual hug and he's like yeah He's like, I was really tempted to chime in on it. And I was like, you were tempted to chime in on it. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I was going to tell him I one up them. I didn't give a virtual hug. I fucked a social worker. <laughs> I got a social worker laid for social work. <laughs> I was like, okay, so now you're spreading lies. No. <laughs> like, but I can't believe you would oh think of it like that. And I 
was like, luckily he didn't because like if it was his group of like coworkers, they're very open with each other and he probably would have said, have said that. He could have said it. So I'm glad this was like a huge like department meeting and like over a hundred people in this call because everybody knows who he's married to and I would have been mortified and I would have had to have left my job and you know my underpaid social work job <laughs> that you got no thanks for besides the no virtual hug and maybe a little something something in the bedroom <laughs> right right exactly exactly oh, so you know I mean I guess an email account but I didn't get an email like, it was a very general email like nothing like you're amazing we love you yeah didn't get that either but my team sent me something but it wasn't social work related so but that was something different yeah it's just, you know and I get it because I mean in my department I'm one of three social workers and we have so many other disciplines so like I I can see how it's overlooked because we have mental health counselors, we have LMFTs, like we have a little bit of everything and we have medical providers and we have nurses and chaplains. And so there's like a whole other, um, you know, side to this. So I get like, I'm not the only one and no one really thinks about it because if the boss isn't a social worker, they don't, you don't usually pay attention right. or whatever. So, that, you know, I mean, I'm not offended per se, but, uh, it's nice to be recognized it, right it's not a bad thing every now and then to you know enjoy at least lunch or something I don't know right like, like the I doctors would... get a freaking lunch billboard you know I mean mm -hmm. special parking spaces we gotta park in the mud like 10 feet 10 10 miles away from the building with yeah. the shuttle surface do you know what you the know. Do did you have you seen what the doctors got for for doctor's week mm -mm. so they got um brand name duffel bags with the company logo on them and i'm talking like brand name like a good brand like that i would buy yeah i didn't even get an ink pen i yeah i, I mean i'm even, not a doctor but i didn't get an email nothing so yes that's their uh, that was their and we're the ones that well Granted, I'm not inpatient, so like I don't really. I mean, they could at least do something for the inpatient people. Oh, they did, I'm sure, but because I'm not part of it, You're I mean, I saw them part. getting food and stuff all week, and yeah, so I'm just not because I'm not in that department. Then I don't. They don't consider. You remember how it was when you were not in the department? We would yeah. forget about you a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were the only one that remembered me. I know, I would forward you all the emails about when like crap was changing without any notice. <laughs> or like when they do it. <laughs> when they closed down the forms that we when charted they with. closed down the forms and I'm like, what the hell? Why can't I get into anything? Yeah, why you couldn't chart anymore? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I just need a chart and four charts. Why can't I chart? Oh yeah, by the way, we changed the whole system and we didn't oh tell God. you and, and we didn't even, and I had been on like what, like seven or eight planning meetings for that. Like, so this had been going on for months and months and months and they never even told you. What about the referral service? I still never had access to it when, uh, like, 
finally, when I left and I went to another department, I got access to the referral service where you could do it like electronically instead of printing out 500 right. pages to make mm -hmm. a referral. That was after I had left, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because they don't care. They don't care about us. It's I'll, all good. I'll, I'll never forget when they came down with the Medicare letter. <laughs> I was literally, it was, I was literally halfway walking out the door. I think I was like in my last week and I was over it. I was like, I had checked out. Yeah. Like I wanted to make sure my people were taken care of, but, but for any kind of bureaucratic it, bullshit, right? Like, right, right. So, and then they were like, um, do you have this form filled out while they're here? And I'm like, no. And they're like, have you ever? And I'm like, no, nope. no. Did you know anything about this? And I was like, I was chair, I was trained by the charge nurse. Right. Like, like I didn't, I came in and I created this position basically. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I created it, but there was nobody there. There was like a PRN person that from my understanding was worthless. And I never knew about this form. And I'm like, I always assumed admissions did it. And I always used theirs. Whoopsie. So for seven years, I didn't have this form signed ever. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, what did they really expect at that point? You know, that's my, that's always mm -hmm. my, yeah. So yeah, so we want to hear, we're going to put up a post and we want to hear what your, what you got for social work month, the worst gift possible. I mean, nothing, I mean, we've already got nothing. So I feel like that doesn't count, but we just wanted to like the dumbest, stupidest, like most inconsiderate, silliest or weirdest, you know, gift that you've gotten, um, for social work month. And, and uh, we'll pick a winner from the worst one that we've heard yeah. and then send them some, we'll some swag. swag. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, so what else, let's see, what else has been going on? Um, in life and work and uh, I don't know but I think I give up being a social worker after this week <laughs> no you can't do that because then how are we gonna have a podcast well I'll still do that you know kind of <laughs> like if I hit millions I'll still maintain being a social worker but I'm gonna be a Walmart creator <laughs> I've been practicing would you like fries with that <laughs> yeah. I'm ready I just I, I don't know what it is this week. Like, is it a full moon? Like, I just keep dealing with like, I don't want to say stupid stuff because that makes it sound like I work with stupid people and that's not really the case. It's just, you know how when you're asked a question, so like suppose a patient asks a question, right? And it's a legit question. So then you start questioning yourself. Like, right. I don't know, is that right? So like here, here's what happened. So I've been around as a social worker for a long period of time. I've worked inpatient. I've worked rehab. I work rehab now, you know, so it's like, I, I know it. It's like back yeah. in my hand. So a lot of the social workers that have not worked in that field reach out to me, right? So we have a chat and um, this person put in there asking if they had ever heard if the emergency service vehicle will take a patient to um, 
Like, will they pass? Like, if you have a if you have a patient that is not necessarily emergent, right? Okay. Like, obviously, they're going to take you to the closest hospital if you're circling the drain, right. knocking on heaven's right. door, right. right? But if you just like fell and broke your leg, it's not urgent, but you just can't drive yourself. They're going to ask you which hospital would you like to go to? Right. Well, this family preferred our hospital versus a competitor. Okay. And they were afraid that after this phone call that they would be transferred to a different hospital. And they didn't want that because on the website for Medicare, it says, non-emergent because he can't go by himself like he needs he, he can't uh, get out of a family vehicle so he would have to go non-emergent so he would have to pay for that but if he needed to call 911 and they were like you need to get there but it's not like circling the drain type of a thing it's he just needs to seek medical attention sooner than later right then he can voice which hospital he wants to go to well the, the patient's wife had the social worker so like confused so she's like, so you're telling me, I'm like, yes, he can go to hospital A. Yeah. He doesn't have to go to hospital B. I was like, but if he does this, because they were doing like a, um, a phone call with the physician. And if the doctor said he needs to go stat, EMS comes and he's worse off than they thought, then they're going to take him to the closest. Now right. they can technically override it. And say no, but then I think like the EMS provider's physician can jump in and say no, I don't it's want emergent. to right? Like we can't, yeah, like, you, we can't. But I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, this is not happening. This conversation is not happening. We're not having this conversation. <laughs> but I think what happened was the family was so they didn't understand the medical medicare jargon that was mm-hmm. on the phone and had my social worker so confused mm-hmm. that she started thinking oh they're never going to get there they're going to go to another hospital they're going to the wrong one yeah and i can see the li- i can see how it could have gotten flustered but i was just like oh my god i know remember we happening? i texted you something too like like i forget what it, oh i was t- i was asking about like a form remember i was like I'm not crazy, right? Like we can't use an incapacity proxy designation from a nursing home if it wasn't designated by the patient, right? We can only use healthcare surrogates and POAs with healthcare and blah, blah, blah. Like, because for a moment they have you thinking that you're absolutely insane. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like you have to phone a friend. It's like, who wants, who wants to be the non-millionaire social worker today that answers this question? (laughs) Yeah, like, cause you legit, you think you're freaking crazy at that point. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) And I felt bad for the social worker because like, like she's a very passionate social worker. She's actually, she's really good at what she does. And I I think she just got so caught up in what the family was saying. And like, here's the verbiage, like the verbiage was really confusing. Great. And, and I was like, now let me say this, like if she's taking him to a doctor's office and needs to have medical transport, don't call EMS, use like, you know, wheelchair transport or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, agency that can do that because otherwise it's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper, you know, yeah. they're going to charge her whatever it is to take him from point A to point B if 
it could be three, four, five hundred dollars, if not more, where it could be just a flat rate of fifty bucks to go exactly. live. So you gotta like really question it. And I'm like, you can't use wheelchair transport if it's an emergency situation. But suppose the doctor wants to do a direct admit. Right. You can use you can use wheelchair it. transport for mm -hmm, that. Because that's you not need to use EMS. Yeah. Right. So she's like, oh, okay. But I'm like, oh my I know, but like you, it has you making like you're kind of like, wait a minute, are we, are we, what am I doing? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's how it is. It's ridiculous. And it's hard. I mean, I, I have to say, like, if you try to read some of these documents, that's probably why nobody knows what's going on in Medicare because nobody understands what it was written. And it was probably written like 9,000 years ago. And <laughs> at, at that point, they probably were like, nobody's going to read this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to put whatever I want. I'll just put, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, like, nobody's going to hold them up and, you know, hold them up and say, this is what the form said. Right. You didn't say that. Yeah. So. Oh but, man, yeah, I, it's just, I, I feel like it's just been not relating to this, but I just feel like it's just like dumb question week. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, look, I had more than dumb question week. You remember oh. the week I had. Don't you remember what happened to me this week? Yeah. 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 You've had a hellacious week. So, you know, there I am minding my own business, walking into work, just doing my thing. I don't have a mask on. I don't technically even have my badge on yet. And there I am just, you know, going about my morning, waiting to get into, into work. And I look up from my text message that I was texting and walking. I know it's not the greatest idea I ever had, but whatever, kiss my ass. And running at me is a half naked person uh, wearing what looks like a diaper and a hospital gown as a jacket with an IV, I think, or the tape left over from an IV in their arm, um, running down the sidewalk at me. Now I'm not at work. I'm not on the property yet. Like I'm literally just on a sidewalk, like headed to work from the parking lot. And so like, and my parking lot, I'm sure plenty of people work at big places where you're, you have to walk from your parking lot. Like it's not, distance. yeah. Yeah. Like it's not technically the same. I mean, I guess it's property, but like I cross the street, like a public street to get there. So it's not like all um, like just, you know, like a walkway, this is an actual street and a sidewalk. And so I'm like, holy crap. So I'm trying to remember like my training and I'm, you know, haven't even had coffee yet. And I'm like, oh my God, am I, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to stop this person? Do I tell them, oh, am I supposed to say something? And so I was like, whoa, whoa. And then all of a sudden he flies by me because I'm certainly moving over. I'm not getting hit by this. Yeah. You don't want to be barrel half naked guy who's running away and the, I didn't even look down to see like you know if he had different color socks on I wasn't even awake or at work or functioning yet and so um so then as he whizzes by I'm like should I follow him like what where oh and I just you know in that moment I'm apparently not good because I forgot all my trend like I didn't know what the hell to do I'm like I don't think I follow him do I tell somebody what I saw I, I just was so all kinds of confused. And then thank God, because, you know, certainly I wasn't being any freaking help. 
thank God I, when I look, I turn my head and someone else from the hospital is running after him and securities and a golf cart, you know, driving after him and stuff too. And I was like, oh, thank God, because clearly I should not have been left in charge of that shit. Well, I have to admit when that occurred and you texted me, I'm actually looking for the text message because I almost peed my pants driving home because so I mean you feel me you you have the the voice text thing you can hit play on your your phone you know it'll read your and it'll do it in the car yeah right so I had just dropped off uh Rex at school and I was driving by myself and I am I'm trying to find it here um I I hear the ding ding. So I'm like, oh, I got a text message and I see that it's you. So I go to hear it and I'm pulling in to like, I'm, I'm crossing three lanes of traffic as I'm listening this. And it, <laughs> and you know how it sounds. And for those of you who do not know how it sounds, it goes, well, uh, half naked running at me on the sidewalk this morning in the rain is one way to wake up. <laughs> I literally died. I was crying. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to piss my pants. I couldn't stop laughing. It like made my morning because I'm like, my day is going to be great. Nothing is going to go wrong. And then I get your message and I'm like, shit's going to hit the fan. (laughs) Forget that shit. That ain't happening. And then the best is when I asked you, I asked you a question and you responded back and you were like, what? But it was because you were responding to a different text message. So it made it even funnier. Yeah. It popped but, your message, like popped back up as I was typing to someone else. And then I was like, wait, no, that's not who I meant to respond. <laughs> it was, it was the best, but when it was I reading it, yeah. <laughs> it was, like it was a hot it. mess week. Well, so I that's okay. I so exciting calls like that. I we, wish I had exciting things like that happen to me. I don't know though. I was not like I had no plans on waking up like that. Like I just did not. It was not in my realm of of plans for the day. But so as if that you know, like that's weird. It's weird. It, I get it. It happens, and it's probably not the first time it's happened. I mean, it's the first time I have one running directly at me. I'll say that. But like, I understand that this is you know kind of a occurrence in this field but it's not always like the top thing that happens or you know the first thing I see when I walk in and I think I mentioned this in another episode but um like my first day at my current facility when I walked it like the first day somebody threw a chair out the window I remember that of the second floor and then somebody else ran into our office and ripped out their IV and got blood everywhere and tried to jump out the window luckily our window didn't open but yeah. So, I mean, you know, I've had my share of, um, interesting, uh, scenarios. And so like, I know that it's, it happens and it's definitely a thing, but in one week, you know, you just, and then you start to wonder after like eight of these things happen in one week. So I get, we get a patient who I actually had met in 2020. And when I talked to him, he said that he was going to get his life straight he had just broken up with his girlfriend who it was a bad relationship and she was a trigger for him to use and he was going to move to another state to re 
connect with his daughter and like he really wanted to make a difference and blah 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 and I was like that's great you know and I even documented because I can read my old notes I documented like that he seemed motivated and that I gave him resources and support and blah 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 so he was an older gentleman um almost old enough for social security but not quite so I see his name on our list this week and I was like crap I was like I thought we sent him up to go out of state like he never made it what happened so we meet him again and he's not doing well this time and he's he did make it out of state apparently but he didn't get to reconnect with the daughter because she was not interested okay but now he's back somehow I don't really know so his drug screen was positive for methamphetamine and that's his drug of choice and so the doctor was talking to him and said, like, you know, do you take your medications? Are you compliant? Have you been to the doctor? Since I moved back from out of town, I haven't been to the doctor. Okay. I mean, that's fair, it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, what about, uh, have you been using? And he's like, or, she's, or do you still, you know, use meth or something? He's like, no, I haven't used in two months, except for like those couple times that I did. And I was like, well, so then you have, right? Because I'm, I'm getting a little confused. Like you said, you haven't, but if there was a couple of times that you did, then you have, and your drug screen was positive and we know this. So why are, why are we, why, why do you have to, I don't know why you have to tell it like that. Cause it has to be a lie. Cause you have to say you're clean. I don't know. I don't care. I'm going to help you either way. I just want, we just need to know like, anyway, so he's has multi-organ problems from his life choices and it's time for him to you know kind of come face to face with that and of course he's not ready because no one ever is and I get it and no judgment like but we're talking we're like hey you know you're seriously ill what what is your plan what are you going to do about this and and everything and he's like oh so he kind of just wants to ignore it still and we're like all right you know we can't force you to come to terms with it but we'll keep checking in on you So finally he ends up in the ICU and he kind of gets the fear of God scared into him by the ICU staff. Who's like, dude, you're going to die. Like you need to, you know, kind of make some plans and figure out what you want and how you want this to go. Because if you don't, life is going to figure it out for you. And Mm -hmm. so he's like, okay. And so they talked to him about hospice and, you know, maybe going to a hospice center and, you know, calling his family and having them reconnect with him before he dies and blah, blah, blah. And so he tells us, well, yeah, okay, I'll go to hospice, but um, I don't want, I don't like opiates. I don't like the way they make me feel. I don't want any morphine or pain meds. Can you guys give me, can you medicate me with meth? Wait. I don't think that meth is on the hospice formulary. I mean... He, he, he doesn't like those opiates they make him feel yucky and he doesn't like that but he would be okay if you wanted to medicate him with meth please he was polite about it i mean he would have to have like a lethal amount of meth well he would just kind of like I mean, to be I high as he, he goes just like to be high as he goes yeah right right and again understandable right because this is i ended up talking it's the only to, thing he knows right i like, ended up talking to his ex and who was very nice and who was 
you know, in a much better place mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and, you know, everything and has, you know, knew him when, but she made changes in her life and he did it. And so, you know, she had to leave him behind. And so I probably a good thing. Yeah. I commended her. Um, but I said, you know, um, this is kind of what he's asking and, you know, but it's his only coping skill. This is all he knows. Like, I don't, I understand why he's asking, but like, you know, I mean, if he wants to sign out and go use and just go that way too, I mean, far be it from us to stop him. Right. Like the, the medical team of course freaks out, but like the social workers are kind of like, I mean, self-determination in a way. I mean, you want to go out high shooting up on your own in in a barn somewhere. I mean, so yeah. So, but that's the first time I've ever had anybody request meth from hospice. I would say that was probably an interesting one to uh, request. Yeah. I mean, now I've had people request marijuana because, you know, um, they've used it for symptom management or they've had medical marijuana cards, you know, like, so that's more a more common, um, you know, and I don't even know. I mean, I don't, I don't think they would let you just bring in marijuana and smoke it, but I mean, also, I think that if you went outside and your friend brought you a cigarette and there was, you know, whatever, what are they going to do? I mean, here's the thing, like if it's in your house, right? Like, right. I'm saying if you go to hospice, if you go to hospice house, I highly doubt they're just going to let you light up. No, right. But at home, you're not right. That's what I mean. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't, he didn't, he was homeless. So he didn't have a home. So he wanted meth at the hospice house. Yeah. I mean, technically he could, I was going to say he could, I mean, who's going to stop him? That's what I I mean. I mean, I get, so, but I, I, hmm. Anyway, that was my, um, I'm just thinking how, how logistically he could probably pull that off. 15 years that my coworker has been doing this job. And she said, well, that was the first time I've ever been asked to medicate someone with meth. Yeah. He's loyal to his drug of choice. I mean, you got to give him that. I mean, if you. You never know. It's it's just, just another day. That's how we we get things done. So yeah, all in one week, I have the half naked guy running down the street at me and, you know, the other people asking for meth. So, I mean, you know, it's just all in a week's work in a social worker's life. I mean, it's just, you know, typical day. Yeah. I recently had to fight between, um, not necessarily a fight, but it feels like you're fighting. Um, patient went was at one of our hospitals, discharged, and then was admitted to a hospital that's not even nearby. And when they left, they were provided oxygen. And the company that provides the oxygen that she was assigned to doesn't have portables. (gasps) How is she supposed to go to doctor's appointment? Yeah, that's not, I mean. Right? And How we're can you even like be this, a company? Right. So, like, I'm sure they gave her the one that looks like a suitcase that's like 
so freaking heavy. Right. And you, if you're only on two liters, if you're on two liters, that thing lasts maybe two hours, but you have to constantly, you have to plug it in. Like who has the time to do all of that? First of all. Yeah. And she requires more than two um, on exertion. Like she's good with two sitting. And so she's like, I just need to change it. And I'm like, not a problem. You were recently established. So I was between her slash family because they were, she would like, I would call her and then she'd conference her family because she needed help. And she wasn't old. Like, you know, it's not like she was like a hundred years old trying to do this. Like she was definitely younger. But she was sick and yeah. But she was sick and she's like, you know, I, I get mixed up a lot. So, and she's cognitive of knowing, saying like, I need somebody else to be of assistance with this. Right. Right. So she's like, I'd like to use this home care, you know, or DME for my oxygen because they have what I want. And so I'm like, okay. So I called them, what do you need? And they're like, I need these six items. Three of them need to come from the PCP. Three of them need to come from the home carriage, but the other, you know, DME. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And this was a Friday afternoon call. Of course it was. A two o'clock Friday afternoon call. Of course so I'm like, it was. Okay. So I'm like, I'm writing the letter. I'm writing it, um, you know, my documentation and everything I'm sending. Luckily, the doctor can receive messages through the EMR. So I'm sending him that. Oh, nice. And, but I'm also leaving harassing voicemail messages because I don't know, you know, I don't know if they really utilize it or not. Yeah. As of last week, the agency that she was assigned with that she doesn't want us to keep was giving um, the social worker a hard time saying that um, they couldn't talk to us because of HIPAA. <gasps> but you guys are an assigned case management team. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I'm like, that's bull because I called them and I talked to them. So I'm like, I don't know why all of a sudden HIPAA is like, like brand new, like it's a brand new thing. Like suddenly everybody's making up rules. Nobody wants to do anything. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I understand why it was put in place. And I think it's a great thing that it was put in place. Absolutely. But when it comes to certain things like setting up home care or arranging mm-hmm. me or trying to make sure that the needs are being met for the patient. I think that should be like, okay, it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. How about continuity of care? Right. Like to be able right. to provide. I'm providing, I'm providing like, here's my thing. Like she has the wit to know that like, this is what I want. This is what I need. Yeah. And, and you know, she just gets lost in the jargon, which is right. understandable. That's you know, why we exist. Wanted, that's why we have a job. Like that's yeah. what we do. And, you know, and I get it, but to hear somebody say, oh, well, I can't talk to you because of HIPAA. I'm providing you everything you need. I can tell you address, name, date of birth. I can give you everything. I know that you are the agency because it's not like I pulled your name out of a hat. Like, Oh, I'm just going to go down a list of right. all oxygen, con- you know, companies. She gave it to me. Right. She told me what agency. She, she told me was. you're a bum. <laughs> and your oxygen sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I just, I, yeah. I don't know. It's I, so I, crazy. Like, it's, it's just 
it, it's just been like, I don't know, even though it's social work month, I feel like shit's been hitting the fan. For they, uh, these places, they don't care that it's social work month. They just want to. Yeah. They don't care ever. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, think about it. It's the same way with, with my situation this week, too. I had, a, I had a situation in which they, the, I completed a healthcare surrogate with the patient who wanted meth. And I had so much trouble all week getting the staff to talk to the healthcare surrogate because he would have, you know, moments where he was a little bit lucid, even though he was declared to not have the ability to make his decisions. They wouldn't talk to the healthcare surrogate because he would wake up and say, oh, you can't talk to her. And they were like, well, we can't break HIPAA. And I was like, okay, but he signed a document before he became confused saying that you could talk to her and that she could make his decisions. So, you know, yes, I understand. And I appreciate your concern for HIPAA, but he's, you know, this was when he was in his right mind before he got sick, this is what he asked for. And now he's confused, delusional, pulling out lines but if he can tell you the date and the time now you're going to say that he can say we can't talk to her like you know it just it just blows my mind at how it's it applies in some scenarios but not in others and not in others yeah right yeah it's it's funny because um you know rex had his um procedure with his tubes and his adenoids removed and i had to fill out like this seven page online form now, mind you, I'm filling it out for a minor, right? Some of right. these questions that is being asked, <laughs> like I understand that they want a standard form, but I'm filling this out for a minor. It asks if he had transportation home. Like they should have a form. <laughs> no. They literally should have a form for minors. Yeah. And then they yeah. should have a form for legal adults. And if you mm -hmm. are a legal adult, but yet you maybe not have the capacity, you know, due to mental illness or whatnot, then you can still use that form and you have your, you know, guardian fill it out. Right. right. But for like a minor, they're asking me all these questions. So when the surgery center called me, they were like, um, is Rex available? And I'm no. like, huh? I'm like, I'm his mother. And they're like, oh, uh, uh, what's, what's your name? And I'm like, who are you? You know, I knew who it was because I knew the number. But, but they're, they're like, they're, we're like, this is the surgery center. I was like, yeah, I'm his mom. And I'm giving, and, and she's like, oh, okay. Like, you know that the person you're calling <laughs> is truly right. a minor. let's hope that you know that you're doing surgery on a child right like but um yeah and then like because of covid we couldn't both of us couldn't go back with him when he had his procedure so of course he you know dad's cooler so dad was drunk oh. but apparently on when he was coming out he turned into your crazy patient ah. like he pulled his iv out <laughs> He was like hyperventilating, like he just wanted to go home. Apparently he was super thirsty. He drank like eight bottles of water. Oh and like the nurse looked at um, Milton was like, you know, generally we have them stay for an hour after they come out of recovery, but, um, you know, maybe he'll just do better at home. <laughs> she was like, get him the F out of here. 
That's what I heard. She did not just say that. She did. And not only that, but like, technically I wasn't supposed to even be like where I was. So she came out with the keys and she's like, if you can bring the car, like I barely, I got out to the car and I was turning the car on and they were walking out. Like there was no way. Oh my God. It's like four minutes at an anesthesia and there he is. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, we got him in the car and I sat in the back seat. Like I had a cup of um, like ice chips and he had an ice pack on his throat and she's like throwing like all of his stuff oh into the God. trunk. And like, I don't even, I don't even think like the stuff had released her hand before the door was closed and she was gone. <laughs> Good luck. Here's your instructions. Take and I'm care. Like, how many kids were back there? And he's like, just us. <laughs> it wasn't like they were full. They just didn't. They couldn't handle it. <laughs> they were like, no, no, get this kid out of here. Well, I, did it? Did you ever have your wisdom teeth out when you were young? I did, but I didn't have any like true issues. So I didn't have like you know how people they like record you know being stupid and drooling and all this stuff, right? I didn't have any of that, but like when they let me go I literally feel like I had just woke up like I opened my eyes and they were basically like lifting me into a wheelchair to wheel me out to the car Mm. and I was like holy shit and like you know I mean my husband was there because I was older not super old but we were married and uh my husband was there and I remember him being like, are you okay? Cause I still kind of looked, I don't, I, I, that was my first time with any sort of sedation ever in my whole life. So like, they didn't know if I was going to throw up what, like, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, this is all happening really fast. I hope you talk to them about what we're supposed to do. Like, when can I eat and when can I drink and why are these things in my mouth? And, you know, like mm-hmm. they just bust you right out. Like, psh- mm-hmm. Out. we don't want to be responsible for you if you have a heart attack it's after we left we checked your heart rate it was good see ya yeah i re- i remember when i had mine taken out and they gave me a um see i i get really nauseous with anesthesia mm-hmm. like extremely nauseous so anytime i have a procedure i'm like you need to i had had um one of my surgeries i had and i was telling the anesthesiologist she was like she was ex-military and she was talking to me and I was like, look, I get violently ill with anesthesia. She's like, oh, whenever you have to be put under, for whatever reason, make sure they give you this cocktail. It has to have pepsis. If you say mm-hmm. pepsis, they'll know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Ever mm-hmm. since then, I've been totally fine. But when I had my, um, they had to give me like a sedation thing before I went for my um, molars or mm-hmm. my wisdom teeth. And I remember sitting there with my dad and there was a, pa- I was in high school and there was a paper mache fish, you know, paper mache is light, right? Yeah. Well, it was by an air vent and it was like moving <gasps> and I was like, hi. And I remember telling him, we still laugh about it. Cause I'm like, do you remember the fish? And I swear to you, I thought the fish was flying. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's a fish and it's flying. Like, <laughs> I you know, I'm like, I'm so hung up on this fish that's fucking flying in this oh office, right? And then I remember waking up in like a really small bunk bed. Like it was, so you know how, I don't know how to explain it. It was like, 
I guess like you know on an RV like the like yeah. when rock stars go and they have like the the beds that are like with yeah the like curtains. stacked yeah yeah that's exactly what I was in at they the dentist me, office yes they took me from the chair and they had me laying in this thing that's what I remember wow. now and then I remember I don't remember anything after that like I remember waking up and I don't even I don't know how I got in this got there or anything yeah it's yeah it's the craziest thing and they just let you go like there you go yeah yeah I don't I apparently I found out the hard way and maybe I've talked about this before but I found out that um when you're on Valiant that one of the side effects is um shopping (laughs) yeah I took way too much because I got nervous about a MRI and um we still laugh about this today because by time I had taken the medication she's like I remember the doctor telling me she's like you take one if you don't feel any take one before you leave your house and then about 45 minutes to an hour take another one it was a real small dose well I ended up sitting now on my anxiety is like through the roof because I don't feel different I don't feel relaxed I feel like I'm about to jump out of my skin anxious about going in this MRI machine so I remembered the doctor telling me I could take one more. Well, by the time I took that one, I got in for my MRI. And as I was coming out of the MRI, I was high as a kite. <laughs> That's when it hit me. And my mom dropped me off with uh, Milton and one of his friends. And we went on an all-day excursion to <gasps> find, like, we went to these, like, um, like water sports, like, sporting stores. yeah literally across the county like we went from north county to south county we stopped got out of the store i bought a pair of flip-flops i got back in the car fell back asleep went to the other store across county got out bought a purse went back in the car fell asleep we went to a completely different county um we went to a huge mall that's like bougie i bought everybody that was with us coffee i bought chocolate from this fancy like i was just spending money this like this is great I that's it, it. Like, i, I gotta slip you value like, the making, next time we hang out making it rain exactly that see i was like most and then it finally wore off like a couple of hours after the fact but i'm like the next day i'm like what did I we do? weren't married at the time we were engaged i was living at home and i'm like where did i get this amazing purse <laughs> You bought it and I was like well where did I get the flip-flops and he's like you bought he's like you don't remember anything and I was like no I don't remember anything like I remember from dinner on <laughs> oh my god and I'm talking we went from like 11 to 7 and I don't remember and still to this day like when I pass these certain stores <laughs> I'm like I-, I giggle because like now I know where they are right but I was passed out in the car the whole way. I, I had no idea that you were They there. could have dumped me in the woods and I would have never known. And you would have never even been able to say that they did it because you didn't right? I wouldn't have known whose car I was in. Oh my gosh. That's I was funny. like, wow, my mom was really trusting. Just dropped me off at a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> After you took like four value. Yeah. I'm 
high as a kite. I'm like, well, but no big deal. Yeah, no, that's so I, I had, I had to take the Valium, I guess, before the wisdom teeth surgery, Mm -hmm. like before you go in. Right. And so, um, but I was scared to take the Valium that was going to calm me down for the surgery that I was scared for. I'm aware that that makes total sense, by the way. It makes total sense. Um, so I was anxious. So I sat there for like 45 minutes anxious about taking the medication that was going to help me not be anxious about the surgery that I was anxious about. Got it? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. Makes total sense. That's kind of like me. You know, I'm just going to continue to drug myself because I'm anxious because I don't feel the effects of anything. And then finally, when it's all said and done, that's when I feel the effect. Yeah. And then I was high as a kite. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Oh my goodness. Hey, hey, have you guys um found any other jackets yet? No How's the jackets going. You know, we're we're good. We we still have our three jackets, the original jackets and one sweatshirt. So we're good. How about on your forefront? Uh I got another message. Um <laughs> what was it this week too, wasn't it? When I sent it to you? It was I got another message from the teacher that says, let's see. Um uh, Hold on. I swear I sent it to you this week, didn't I? I thought it was. Well, maybe I sent it to you, but I didn't screenshot it to you or something because I can't find the picture. But yeah, definitely got another message this week that said like, please check your, your things. We're missing two jackets. And I was like, what the hell? I'm sure I'm missing a jacket. In fact, I don't honestly even know how many we started with and how many we have left. As long as you have one to wear when you tell me that you're cold, I kind of just let it go. So like we could have somebody's jacket. I don't even look inside them half the freaking time. And I feel bad, but like, you know how many times we've lost and found and picked up and dropped? I don't know. I'm just put on a jacket, just find one and wear it at this point is mm-hmm. my only philosophy. I don't care if you're wearing your brothers, your sisters. I, I don't care. Like I just, you know, you're telling me you got a jacket. You left with a jacket. You came back with a jacket. That's all that matters. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah we no, definitely I'll- lost a sweater though. We're definitely down one girl's sweater. No clue what happened to it. Just completely MIA. We had it at the beginning of the year. And those are expensive. You know, those, those are like those, they're kind of like the fleeces, but they're sweaters and they're oh, thick. Yeah. Do they have the big jet, the big pockets too? Um, I don't think I wear those. Or no, I don't think they had a pocket. It was just real thick. It was like a cardigan with the big buttons yes. and the logo. Yes. Okay. I saw that because I was going to say, I think I've seen the girls wear those. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it's, it's not good. We don't, we don't have that one anymore. So I know that one's gone, but I, I stopped asking, like, I feel like it's what March, like, just let it go, Lee. Like if your kid lost their jacket at this point, you're, yeah, you're you've got like that. a month and a half left of school. Like, and it's, I think- you know, we're heading into the nice warmer months and you probably don't really need you know, the heavy sweater, the yeah, heavy sweater you could probably get away with a light jacket or something. And, you know, yeah, no, no jackets. I'm trying to think of, yeah, no school saga that I can think of. With the exception of our parent teacher conference, and I was told my um, kid needs to learn how to focus. He's as well in six, school. five, six, five. Yeah. And he has a hard time focusing. So isn't that kind of normal? 
So I think it's kind of normal in my opinion, but I've noticed it. So like, it's more of an, an ADD type of a thing okay. than a focus issue. So if you, so um, for example, if he's doing something right, and then you decide you're going to do something and it may look cooler than what he's doing, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. going to stop what he's doing and he's go on. Right. Right. And apparently he does that in school, like in class. So they like have five tables and like one table may be working on one thing and another table may be yep. working on something else. And he'll see that his friends maybe maybe his friends are doing a reading lesson or something and it's, it's more fun than him doing math. So he's going to like get up, not finish his work and he's going to go and see what everybody else is doing. Okay. But I get it. Yeah. But, you know. He's an excellent leader, which is good. He has to constantly be reminded that he is not the leader of the class. The teacher is. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I don't want to squash that quality. Right. And I'm like, well, that's good. He's good at telling, you know, and helping people do the right thing and showing. Right. right. Yeah. That's one thing he's, he has always been really, he is very, and I think it's probably because like my mother-in-law was very sick when he was born. So like he always saw us like, helping her and so like when he could walk he would bring her her cannula and you know and things like that so like he's used to being in a setting where he is always helping right and adding yeah value to something right right so it's a good thing you know it's probably why he wants to be a police officer and a firefighter Mm -hmm. so you know which is a good you know thing but he's definitely should definitely be a firefighter because he could play xbox and he'll get to be a good cook too yeah at least that's what it looks like on the show on all the fire shows what is it like chicago fire and chicago fire and all of them yeah find the fire ones as good as though oh but the guys on chicago fire are so hot i see i'll have to watch chicago fire oh casey and um severide oh man hmm Look, if I was ever was to have a hall pass, they'd be on it. <laughs> See, now I think if I have, oh God, who would I have my hall pass on? I don't know who my hall pass would be. Hmm. I don't know what his name, like what his name is, but I would totally use a hall pass on Link from Grey's Anatomy. He is very good looking too. I think honestly, out of all the dogs, he's been the hottest. I don't know. I'm kind of a Jackson person. Oh, Jackson's good looking too, but he's not on it anymore. So. I know. Oh, spoiler alert. If you <laughs> Whoops. If you haven't watched the last three years. If you haven't watched the last three years of Crazy Anatomy. I haven't watched in a while, actually. I I skipped like two episodes just because I heard what they were about and I went on so I was like yeah I should have done that I stopped at those two episodes and I haven't gone back because I just couldn't um it you know it was too real it was too pandemic-y and it got a little political and I don't care about politics that much but it was just at the point when like the world was exploding and then like one more show to take a political stance. It was just like too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like my whole thing is like when I watch TV, I want to escape. Yes. And then watching like 
people relive what we just lived through and we just did ourselves like it was too much yeah though it was good and maybe in 10 years and you know can go back and and watch it and you know kind of be okay with it but oh you know we have um we have podcasts and tv show recommendations for our listeners don't we yes we do we do you've watched a new tv show lately haven't you christina i have which one is it i've watched a couple i watched Dollface. no the one that um the medical one. Oh yes oh my god I, okay so <laughs> literally the first episode um what is it called stuck oh my gosh yes stuck so I was like I'm like I need to take a break from work I turn it on and have you watched the first episode? I haven't. I'm sorry. I listened to the oh my podcast. God. So, okay, so I'm not dead. going to, I'm totally not going to spoil it. But I was at the point, like, okay, I've watched a lot of the TLC ones where it's like, here we are in the ER, you know, stories. Right, the with ER. their crazy these fetish thing. Like, yeah. So, so these are more on the line, like, um, like the doctor, doctor pimple popper. Like there's some that are going into the doctor's office, so it's like legit, like legit. Yeah. Those. And then there was a couple of ED one or an ED one. The ED one just blows my mind because mm. this person is openly telling what she had and where she got it stuck and how it got stuck, and I'm like. Okay, first of all, it should, you're probably getting paid a good amount of money, but did you fall out of a chair? No, no, I'm good. I dropped some. Oh, okay. <laughs> so for those of you who are listening. <laughs> we watch each other on Zoom so we can see each other's faces. It's like our one chance to see each other during the week. And all of a sudden, Meredith went missing. <laughs> I got stuck. And I'm looking at a chair. I don't see an arm, nothing. Like, it's just, it's like she went out of the chair. Anyhow, okay, so squirrel moment. But um, this woman is talking about an object she lost in her anus. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. I knew there would and, be some. Oh. And she is so like, okay, telling this story. It's just nonchalant, like. Like I can okay. I would be mortified if I had to go to the hospital one, like if my kid swallowed a penny and like right. it was lost or a pea stuck in the nose. Like I'd be mortified because I feel like a bad mom, right? Like I wasn't right. watching him stuff. But this woman just goes into graphic detail of how it got stuck and why it got stuck. And I don't know if she kept it as memorabilia or what, but she had to have like surgery. <laughs> what what we gotta find the episode. So we had an episode of all of the things that we had um, heard about because I had a stuck episode at my own hospital and like three in one week, I think, or something. Remember? Um, yes. Oh, it was you put one up your butt. That was the episode. Yes. 
Well, this would be an excellent episode for you put what up your butt because I like, and here's the thing, like as she's explaining it, I would have a hard time keeping a straight face. And she is just like, <laughs> she, like I'm, I'm a five-year-old when it comes to certain things. And like that to me is like something I could not explain straight face, like at all. Yeah, I'd have been mortified. But I mean, you have to think that maybe, and not judging, but like you have to think that maybe in that field, you kind of are, uh, you, you use substances to kind of cope with the crazy things that you end up having to do. I don't know. So maybe being a little high or a little drunk, you know, helps. No, 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 no. That, no. Drugs was not involved. No. Okay. Drugs was Completely not involved. Completely sober, huh? Completely sober. Oh. oh, oh boy. Well, I can't wait to watch, but it, it yes. I saw the yes. show and I was like, we got to see this. And I meant to watch yes. it, but I got to catch up. But let me tell you what I did listen to instead, because I also found this podcast um, oh, called, yes. yes, called Other People's Lives. Um, I listen on Spotify because that's where our podcast is. And so that's kind of, I was, you know, um, and they have some crazy stories. They've got some really interesting stories too. They're not all like outrageous. Some of them are like, really like, oh, I never talked to anybody who lived a different lifestyle or who had a different life experience. Right. And so like, there's some, but like, I listened to part of the life of a furry sex worker. Um, I didn't I, listen to it yet. furry is like a culture like apparently that's like a subculture furries they're called really interesting really learned about that Did I, I google that you could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it I'm would, it would probably help you understand it more furry what this is yes maybe furry subculture or furry culture or furry oh no furry oh this is not you're not this is not this can't be no yeah Uh, anyway um so that was a very interesting one and then um i listened to the flight attendant episode where she shares like all these crazy wild airplane secrets and stories. That was fun. Like that was a good story and, and just a good insight into, you know, didn't make me want to get on an airplane though. Oh yeah. Um, and then I listened to, um, Oh, sorry. The weather just changed where we are. Um, I listened to, um, the lady who has two vaginas. Okay, so I saw that one, but I didn't listen to it. Like, I mean, does she truly have two vaginas? Like, how do you possibly have two vaginas? Like, I I mean, not that she showed a video, but I thought the same thing, but the episode was worth listening to because if I tell you, then you'll, it'll be pointless to listen to the episode. Okay. Um, But I was, the episode cleared it up and it made sense once she explained it, but yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there was some, there's some crazy, like some crazy ones. Those are the only ones that I listened to, you know, a little bit, but, um, 
there are some sad ones on there too. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't listen to this. This is like worse than like a, a Christmas commercial mm-hmm. or a, a Hallmark movie. Oh yeah. So some of them were like trauma stories. Some of them were, yeah. Surviving a mass shooting. My service dog saved my life. I was a first responder on 9-11. I mean, so there's definitely, um, yeah. Yeah. So they're, but they're really cool. And I, the hosts were really good. And I just, it was just an interesting podcast that I was, you know, trying to listen to something other than ourselves. Cause I think, you know, we're probably the only listens on our podcast. So I have to give it a couple listens every now and then. So. I am still stuck on this furry thing. I feel like one of these people could explain the gerbil thing. Possibly, but I, I don't know. We, we have to be very careful not to judge because it's a whole subculture that would be very upset with you if you assume. No, I'm that, not judging. It just No, I mean, if you assume that they're yeah. affiliated with the. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. It's even yeah. on WebMD. Mm-hmm. What is furry sex? Mm-hmm. So crazy. There's like a whole world out there that we don't even know about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. But it's cool. I mean, it was like I said, you got to learn about some interesting I'm going to have to listen to it tomorrow. Yeah. You should start when with I'm the furry sex worker. Furry sex worker. So can I ask this? Like, do they change their voices or anything? No. No. I would be afraid to admit something like that. Well, I mean, I guess say you know where you're from. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, I mean, it's similar to what we do. They don't say where they're yeah. from and they don't, um, I don't know if they give a fake name. I couldn't, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. I think, I think they give a fake name. I don't know. Well, they don't blur anybody's faces out on stuck. Oh, oh, they all sign consent to let their let faces and body let's... parts be shown. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So if you see it, have seen stuck or have listened to um, other people's lives, definitely let us know what you thought. Um, if we were on track with that, they're both really interesting and sometimes a little bit weird. Yeah. All right. Or if you know of an amazing podcaster, I mean, other than ours, um, <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug, um, you know, let us know. And we're yeah. still on a hunt to find a, a new mascot. Um, well, I mean, you know, even though Tom retired, apparently he's back in action now. So, I mean, I guess we could keep Tom, but we need maybe Tom, maybe Tom needs like a backup. Or a you wife. Know, like, or a wife. So if you have suggestions for, for Tom, if he needs a friend. Let us know. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back hopefully in a couple weeks with another new episode and some more stories that, you know, can't make up. They just kind of happen as we go. And yeah. 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 And don't forget to send us your um, amazing gift or worst gift you got as being a social worker. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be this year. You could say one from that was like five years ago. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this year. It's just the worst one you ever got or the weirdest the worst one, one or the you've craziest. ever received. Yeah. So. All right.
Well, thanks guys. Check us out on Instagram. We'll keep posting this week and talk to you all soon. Yep. And let's see if I think I grabbed the right Tom. (laughs) Bye Tom. (laughs) Bye Tom. You don't have to be a social worker or medical helping professional to enjoy this conversation. Anyone from any walk of life can tune in. Do you have a funny story about your work as a helping professional? Email us at socialworkerwinetime at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at socialworkerwinetime. The H is optional, like in our logo, because we might be drinking wine, but it's not optional in our email address and on our Instagram. Come and tell us your story. We may share your story on our next podcast. That's all for now. We're going to go dance it out like Meredith and Christina. Cheers. Cheers.